Hey guys, All In Crypto here and welcome back ladies and gentlemen for what is going to be a special video we've got lined up for you today. We have Brainjar, who is the CEO and founder of Composable Finance. I believe that this project and this individual are actually at the forefront of um, blockchain as a technology and where it's going. They are essentially really trying to on board and, 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 and make blockchain the Web3, you know, allow for mass adoption um, through making blockchain composable and interoperable. But I'm sure we'll get into all that uh, during this interview. So welcome, Brainjar. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. You know, this is this is something that I'm really excited to do. I'm, I'm a massive fan of the project uh, and I've been following it for a while. I believe you were the eighth parachain um to launch on Polkadot. so that's yep. fantastic news could i could i maybe get a bit of a, a an introduction could you introduce yourself yeah sure so i'm brainjar um started composable in uh may of 2021 so i've been working on this for quite some time now um our core focus for composable is really bringing about this future of any money, any chain, anywhere. So creating an environment where not only can users be able to uh, just type in what they'd like to accomplish um, without having to worry about uh, how the details of how that actually happens, but they also know that what they're transacting with is a trustless environment. So really trying to bring about this notion of Bridging should only be valid if it is a trust-minimized um, IBC connection. Um, so I think for, for us, we're trying to create this end-to-end -end stack. Uh, first is this base layer of our parachain. Then you have you know all the different cross-ecosystem IBC connections. Then you have XCVM, which orchestrates these connections. And hopefully... The top of this stack is, you know, what we call super apps. So people specifying, I want to perform a swap on a near DEX or an Ethereum DEX or a Polkadot DEX or Osmosis, um, all from a single location, single wallet, single app. Um, so th that's really what we're excited to try to bring about um, throughout the development of Composable. Quite a small task then. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not at all it, 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 this is uh why i was so excited to actually get you on the show because if people understood what you were trying to do here uh something very complex but you're making a lot of headway it, it, it's absolutely huge and, and when i said you were really at the forefront of this technology and, and 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 evolving it i really do mean that so uh so it's a massive pleasure to to, to have you Appreciate on that. um so could you maybe now that you've introduced yourself, sort of said where where Composable um, or, or when you started Composable back in 2021, um, could you maybe try and give a brief overview of, of exactly what Composable is? You've spoke about this any money, anywhere and bringing and, and sort of everything under one roof and connecting to multiple chains. Could you maybe expand on that a little bit? Yeah, so I, I believe that the future of money is requires a level of abstraction that we have seen for the internet. I think like, you know, what's actually happened between 2000 and 2012, I guess, 
um, was a major kind of revolution where things just became like having internet at the coffee shop, like was a crazy concept. Um, and that ended up actually happening. Um, and not having to, you know, literally program to access the internet, I think was also a major change too. And so whenever I show, you know, people who are outside of crypto, how to interact with something as simple as like Uniswap or Osmosis, just a very basic X, Y equals K DEX, um, you know, they're lost. And I think we can't really actually get to the a state where you own your own money and you have ownership over your own assets until all these barriers to user experience are actually improved upon. And so I think we've been doing a lot of things trying to, you know, improve uh, wallet infrastructure, improve, um, you know, app chain infrastructure, roll up infrastructure. But the future is like, you know, if we do live in a future where we have a thousand rollups, which is the thing that Celestia keeps talking about, um, there does need to be a way for the person on the street, you know, outside who just made, you know, four or $500 to be able to put their money to work on these rollups, but actually not even know anything about the projects, not understand anything about, you know, what's actually happening in the back end, um, but knowing that no matter what they're going through, they're still remaining in custody of their funds. Non-custodial and trustless uh, philosophy is really everything, the way that we build uh, within Composable. So I think where we want, the future we envision is is pretty straightforward one. Um, Simple interface interfaces where users specify what they want to accomplish, and then everything gets powered by XCVM to talk to different chains to get this done, and everything, this communication happens over IBC. Um, and I think this is a very parallel vision to the things that the modular maxis have been talking about from a you know thousand roll-up narrative. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I absolutely agree um, with your sort of uh, vision for the blockchain space. Uh, you're absolutely right. If this technology is to gain mass adoption, it needs to be easy to use, right? Um, there needs to be um, a level of uh, composability and sort of interoperability that you don't have to think about. And at the moment, that's just simply not there. And we know bridges have been a real um, pain point and they almost go against what blockchain's about in terms of taking that trust element out. They almost reintroduce it. Yeah. And, and this is what I think is so amazing about Composable is you guys have brought together a um, a series of different uh, blockchain technologies like uh, XCM and IBC, and you're looking to utilize them and sort of, um, you know, facilitate a, a, an interoperable universe moving forwards, which is why, again, so excited to have you have, have you on the show to talk about Composable. Um, when did you sort of first think of the idea for Composable? How did that come about? Was it just a frustration or, 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 or what was the sort of guide there? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I've, you know, I, I was a very early crypto adopter. I, because of that, I was one of the earliest users of like Uniswap in 2019 and Compound and Aave. I had 
been messing around with like reading about Arbitrum and Polygon and all these sort of new uh, kind of like cheaper solutions to the Ethereum gas problem. And I realized pretty quickly that like if I was to continue using these other chains, um, MetaMask kind of wasn't going to cut it. So I started, you know, mapping things out on spreadsheets and like became kind of a mess. And then, I, of course, like if you start doing things in Cosmos and Polkadot and Near and Solana, then you start to just have like, you know, hundreds of spreadsheets trying to understand, you know, am I staking over here? Am I liquidity providing over here? Like what's actually happening? And then you have all these different wallets. You have to make sure you're custodying all, all your funds in a secure manner. So it just became a bit of a nightmare. And, you know, I wasn't fully satisfied with the approaches that um, various sort of interoperability players have been uh, putting out there. Like, I really feel like they've only been targeting, you know, one small part of the problem, like, like the bridges, right? Like they just produce bridges. That's their, that's their like product. We just provide a bridge. Um, I didn't think that that was enough. And also I wasn't convinced that these bridges were architected in the fullest possible way that they could have been. I think a lot of people made excuses um, not to build IBC to other ecosystems because it was hard, right? We did spend a year and a half getting to this point now where we're now launching this on testnet, et cetera. But um, it was, I think that, you know, a lot of people have done, have really gained a lot of traction from creating very centralized solutions to the bridging problem. And on top of that, they only re really addressed one small piece of the entire problem, which is again, composability. And so I hadn't seen anything at the time of, of founding Composable that convinced me that we were going to have a solution to this problem. So that's, that's kind of why I started Composable. And still to this day, you know, we still don't have, I think Composable is, you know, the only project actually trying to target this end-to-end -end problem. I agree with that. Uh, again, you know, what you guys are doing is massive. It's not a small task at all. Um, and, and you mentioned uh, you guys, of course, are a parachain. So you are um, deployed on Polkadot. Um, you were the eighth uh, slot, the eighth uh, parachain to deploy on Polkadot. But you've actually brought IBC into the Polkadot ecosystem. And IBC, of course, is or was initially, it still is, I guess, a um, Cosmos ecosystem tool for how these layer one blockchains communicate with, with each other within the co um, Cosmos space. You've mm -hmm. actually brought that over to Polkadot. So does that mean essentially that the Polkadot ecosystem through Composable using IBC will be able to connect with the Cosmos ecosystem. Yes, exactly. That's huge. I mean, and, and it doesn't stop there. You're also um, looking to deploy on Near, and we had mentioned Ethereum and a number of other layer one blockchains that kind of have this wall garden that can only be bridged through bridges. Um, you know, that's that's absolutely huge. So it's not just Polkadot, Near. Are there any others off the top of your head you can think of that you're looking to bridge to? Yeah, so Polkadot, Near, um, Ethereum, ZK Sync, um, Starknet, uh, Celestia 
roll-ups, you know, polygon available roll-ups, eigenlayer. So really just trying to, to target pretty much like wherever people want to deploy, we're interested in targeting. I think obviously Ethereum 2.0 would be a huge advancement, um, which is something we're actively pursuing. Um, but yeah, I think like Polkadot and Near will sort of really be the first kind of examples of cross-ecosystem IBC. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I just wanted to sort of uh, uh, see what other blockchains you had in mind, but just where we are um, right now with um, Polkadot and Cosmos, that's huge. Uh, and, and and what's coming down the line, you know, it's got me very, very excited. And, and I'm unsure really of any other projects, um, any other, other blockchains that are doing this. So how, you know, I want to run outside and, and, and scream composable, um, from the top of my lungs, I have no idea how other people aren't, um, you know, how there isn't that much attention right now. I think that's quite fair to say on Composable, um, given what you guys are doing. It, it, it's absolutely fantastic. And you really are at the forefront of this technology and where it's going. It has to be able to interoperate to get that adoption um, and in a trustless manner. And you guys are looking to solve um, that, pro that, that problem. And I was going to ask you what makes your project unique, but I feel mm -hmm. like from what we've kind of spoken about, we've covered quite a lot of that. Um, so yeah. maybe I'll just uh, move on to, you know, some achievements that you've made recently um, and then look at some of the short-term and maybe long-term goals after we've we, we've covered some of the recent achievements. I know Centauri was one, which is huge. Uh, maybe you can expand a little bit more. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, really, this this quarter for us is like heavily focused on launching things. So end of December, we launched our decks on Picasso. So everything is being deployed in Kusama realm before it moves up to Polkadot realm. So we have uh, deployed um, our Pablo decks on our Kusama parachain. It's an XY equals K uh, decks, but many future features planned. Um, we're also launching our KSM dot bridge. So bridging between Polkadot and Kusama is not possible right now. We've built that bridge. We hope to launch that very soon, um, followed by our actual bridge to Cosmos and Polkadot. Uh, we announced our testnet um, uh, last week with a couple sort of uh, chains that we're working with initially, although the broader list is sort of more than 25 Cosmos chains that we're directly connecting to. Um, so we'll be sort of rolling those out like one after the other throughout this quarter. Um, and then we were, we're going to launch Cosm Wasm on our chain. So that adds smart contracting to our chain, but that then unlocks what I've been talking about, which is XCVM. So things like uh, Stride, for instance, the ST Atom uh, protocol, um, can now be able to, you can instantly liquid stake ST Atom from, from a Polkadot chain, right? So imagine being on a Kala and then saying, I want to, I want to stake ST Atom, um, or LP ST Atom, Atom on osmosis, like all those steps, right? Like first bridge to composable, then transfer to osmosis, swap your dot for Atom. Then take that, stake it with Stride, get ST Atom, and then LP on Osmosis, ST Atom Atom. This can all happen in a single transaction from uh, using XCVM. 
So these are the types of things we hope to like put out, but I think things will really start to click for people when these bridges are out, which is really, you know, I call it bridge, but IBC connections are out. Um, so I think that's our huge focus for the next two months is, is really like pushing these bridges out to launch. Huge, absolutely huge. I mean, I'm excited for that myself. Um, I, I Before we go on to some more long-term goals, I feel like Polkadot is quite a, for uh, people that maybe aren't sort of uh, crypto native or haven't been in the space for a while, it's quite a um, hard blockchain, I think, for people to get their, their heads around from this different layer one approach, this architectural layer yeah. one approach that we've seen. So just to to go back to, to, to what you said um, at the start of that, you're currently deploying on Kusama. So it's very common, I think all projects, is it, that are, Polkadot Parachains started off on Kusama, which is the canary network for Polkadot. Um, yeah. You guys are currently deploying on Kusama, obviously doing an amazing job, all being well there. Later on down the line, you will uh, deploy on Polkadot. Um, and can you give yeah. us the, the, the name just once again of, it's Picasso on yep. um, Kusama, and then Pablo is the DEX. Uh, Pablo is the dex on it, yeah, and then our polka dot parachain is just called the composable parachain. Yep, yeah, because I, I think I think when I've tried to explain um, composable to people before, they haven't quite got that element. But w once you do get it, 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 it makes it makes a lot of sense, and you kind of need a bit of background on just how polka dot works and and people um, typically deploy. So fantastic. Uh, have you got any more longer term goals? You spoke about being any money anywhere. And I think from a lot of what we spoke about, people can see how you're actually doing that. Mm. Yeah, I think longer term goal is really, <clears throat> I think we're going to go for the full vision, which is like we become, so I think the first like bridging to Ethereum is kind of the, our major next milestone. Um, after that, we want to try to work on the, roll up to roll up problem so even within celestia right like you can't bridge between two roll ups on celestia right now um and <clears throat> let alone thinking about okay let's bridge between celestia roll up and polygon avail roll up that doesn't work or zk sync l3 that also doesn't work um so <clears throat> i think our next focus is building that out and kind of like in parallel, having um, a deep focus on like, okay, what are some ways we can show users why this matters? So we have we have demoed before something called XCVM app, which is where a user can go and type in like I want to, and then select a drop down, and, and you know something they can specify a swap or LP or whatever. Um, I think we're going to try to add a lot of integrations there. I think every project will integrate their own sort of XCVM super app type of composability features on their own. But I think we do want to also aggregate these into the way like we believe a cross-chain user experience should look like. So I think longer term, this app, XCVM app, could eventually be something that people you know, use in real life, like with an on-ramp um, and have it become sort of like a staple for for retail. Um, but again, it's, we're just thinking about that. Uh, there's still a lot of work to be done. Like Ethereum is not an easy situation, but 
with that being unlocked, I think it unlocks a lot more. Yeah, for sure. They're certainly the the the, the largest ecosystem um, at the moment, but they've got their own challenges. Um, it's one thing I'm really fascinated um, by is the sort of evolution of blockchain. How we started off with Bitcoin, and then Ethereum came about, and then we, you know, blockchains looked to move to proof of stake, and then actually now we've got a totally different way of doing blockchain in these, uh, you know, Cosmos, which I know people don't like it being called a layer zero, more a mm-hmm. kind of network of independent blockchains, and then uh, uh, Polkadot that are just completely different ways of doing things, and you guys are harnessing all that and essentially looking to be the one-stop shop for people that want to use DeFi, want to use crypto. Um, you you can essentially do that all through composable. That's the kind of vision. And I I think that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you're really harnessing IBC. Could I just maybe get a brief explanation of IBC from you? Um, Because maybe it doesn't have to be brief because it's it's quite a lot, but just what it Mm is. Yeah. So IBC, like the main benefit of IBC. so, So for two blockchains to talk to each other, someone needs to say that the information being transferred from one chain to the next is valid. So typically within the IBC realm, you have to pass a consensus proof and a block header of the prior chain to the next chain for people to say, okay, this transaction is valid. This bridging transaction is valid. Now, um, people like layer zero and people like Axelar just basically take this out and say, trust me, bro, I have a validator set. Like they're all honest people. Okay, cool. Um, Again, that's where if that trust me, bro part is exploited, then the whole entire system basically falls apart. So what IBC says is, okay, let's cut out the trust me, bro part and instead have a relayer pass a hash of the information, the consensus proof and the block header to the next chain and then have a light client of the other chain running so that you can actually verify this information. Like the chain can verify this information directly using this light client. What a light client is, is it's basically like a small, it's a mini full node that lets you query what's actually happening on the other chain. So that's the beauty of IBC. The only like, there's a bunch of potential like exploits for IBC. The largest one being um, 51% attacks, right? But but these are like, the nice thing about IBC is it's trust minimized, right? You still have to trust the two chains you're interacting with, but there is not this like centralized third party that if this third party gets compromised, uh, the whole system shuts down. So um, that's also why we chose a, a Polkadot parachain to kind of be this IBC hub because we wanted the most sort of uh, security possible for this chain to prevent a, against a 51% attack, right? If, if our chain is facilitating IBC transfers to, you know, even between Cosmos chains um, to NEAR to Ethereum, you know, we want to make sure that we are offering our customers the highest amount of security possible so that at least if there is a 51% attack, it's not on our chain, right? It's someone else in the IBC system. Um, so that is really why we chose uh, Polkadot as a place to build a lot of this technology. 
Yeah, and you guys are the first doing it. Um, you know, it, it's one reason I think actually Polkadot's going to emerge to be a real winner um, because of that. Exactly, their security model I think is 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 one of the better ones out there, um, if not the best, like you say. So it's just so exciting. I mean, for me, I absolutely love it when somebody does something different. I mean, how many times have we mm. seen somebody just like take, like you say, an X Y Z Dex and just copy it and you know, yeah. whereas Composable are really looking to innovate the blockchain space back to what I sort of introduced you at as um, at the start of the video. That has been absolutely brilliant. It's been amazing to have you on Brain Jar. Um, I've learned a lot just from speaking to you. Hopefully other people have, and they're going to start getting familiar with Composable Finance, a project uh, that I can see gaining a lot of traction and actually becoming more and more um, spoken about. I think, you know, it's been a privilege to have you on and and I really thank you again for, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Perfect. Perfect. Right. I'll go ahead and uh, click stop recording.